0: Hey everyone, what is up and welcome to the Lifestyle Lifters Show. I'm your host, your online transformation coach, Adrian McDonough, here to help you look, feel and perform better without restrictive dieting. And today, what a fantastic episode we have in store for you. Five powerful ways to develop self-confidence because we all know, we all understand the importance of having confidence in ourselves. If we want to change, it all starts from within. And having confidence in yourself, it just ties over to so many areas of her life. Whether that's a job in your job in your career, going for promotions at work, in your relationship, going on more dates, going into the gym and training, and having the confidence to train in the gym, in your body, going to a beach, going to a pool, in your clothes, socializing with your friends, in sport, believe in having confidence in your own ability. We all know lifestyle lifters that having self-confidence is super, super important for us to be successful in life. So in today's episode, without further ado, here are five powerful ways that you can develop self-confidence. Welcome back to the Lifes and Literature Show. And thank you so much to everyone for listening. I really, really am so, so grateful for all the fantastic reviews and the feedback that I've been getting on the podcast to date. And today I'm really excited to kind of dive into more so the mindset side of things because today's episode is going to be about five powerful ways to develop self-confidence. Self-confidence is one of the most important things to have if you want to have success in your life in any area at all in any area let's just bring it back now in your job if you're going for a promotion at work you've got to be confident in your ability that you're actually good enough you have the ability to step up if you're you know in your relationship if you're going on dates you know, it's important that you have confidence in yourself, that you speak, you speak with purpose, with clarity, and you feel assured. In your body, you know, that you have confidence in your body, in your clothes, that you're, you feel comfortable in your clothes. You're going to the gym, that you feel confident going to the gym, that you're not worrying about what other people are saying about you. Confidence at a beach or at a pool, if you have your top off or if you're in a bikini. And then, you know, when it comes to sports... I mean, confidence in yourself, believing in yourself, back in yourself, knowing that you are good enough. So self-confidence, I would argue, is one of the most important things that we all want to develop. And today's episode I'm gonna be describing five powerful ways that we can actually improve and develop our own self-confidence so that we can perform better in any area in life that we feel we're lacking confidence in. Okay, so the first thing and the first way to develop self-confidence is to keep the promises you make to yourself. Okay, keep the promises you you make to yourself. So what do I mean by that? If you say that you're going to set the alarm in the morning and you're going to go for a 25-minute run at 6 a.m., well, then you better make sure that you get up at 6 a.m. Because if you start the day off by hitting that snooze button, that's already one promise that you've broken. You're pushing your dreams away. You're, You're saying that sleeping in and staying in comfort It's more important than you working on yourself, than working on your goals, than working on your dreams. And I've done this before. When I used to work as a primary school teacher, my day was very, very scheduled. Had to be in school. I'd always be in about 30 minutes before and 20, 20, 30 minutes before and get my lesson prepared, get myself set up for the day, which meant that I had to leave the house at a certain time. So therefore, if I wanted to go to the gym, I'd be up at a certain time, to be in the gym at a certain time. And it was all very rigid, very, very scheduled. But on those days, especially working as a teacher, where I, say I, where I said that I'd go to the gym before work and then I'd hit the snooze button, it just threw off the rest of the day. Because then you're thinking... I've got the full evening free to myself, you know, I can, <laughs> I can wind down, I can relax, but now you got to go and train if you want to make up for that session. And then, you know, you feel a bit lethargic waking up because you've set the alarm a bit earlier, you're not really in deep sleep, even if you do get back into bed for another 15-20 minutes, and you start the day off with a loss. So the number one way to build self-confidence, in my opinion, is to keep the promises you make to yourself. Here's another thing that I feel struggle with. The worst gym workouts I always have are the ones where I don't go in without a plan. Now, at this stage, they are few and far between. But some days still, the days that I don't have a plan are the worst workouts. Because why? I tell myself I'm going to do X, Y and Z. All right, (laughs) going to crush it on the legs. Then I'm going to go on to sled. Then I might do some chin-ups. Then I might do some rows. Wouldn't mind doing some cable crossover. You know what? I might do a bit of cardio, whatever it might be. And you have this huge to-do list. And then when you don't accomplish that, again, you can just kind of feel like a failure. Here's another promise that in the past, I didn't always keep to myself. I said that this weekend now, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to go out. I'm going to have a weekend off. And definitely in the last two years, my socializing, probably I I definitely haven't been drinking alcohol as much as I would have used to. not saying that I was drastic by any means. But that being said, you know, when you say you're going to do something and then you don't keep those promises, when you get that message at five o'clock on a Saturday and the temptation kicks in and the FOMO, the fear missing out, And you just say, yeah, screw it. You only live once, you go for it. And then the next day, you just don't feel so good. Especially then Monday morning or or Sunday evening when that comes around. The fear kicks in for Monday at work. And you're just like, that was a bad decision. So don't start your day off with a loss. You want to start building wins. So the first way to to build self-confidence is keep the promises that you make to yourself. And let's let's start stacking these wins right from the get-go. Set your alarm. Rule number one, do not hit that snooze button. I haven't hit the snooze button since probably 2020. I'm not even sure. But the reason why I do not hit the snooze button is I keep my phone. I don't have it at my bed. I have it buried under like a set bed set of clothes away from my bed. So in order for me to turn my alarm off, I have to get up out of bed. Now, I do not get up out of bed immediately. It might take me, if I set my alarm, let's just say you set your alarm for whatever time, it might take me two minutes to get up. But then I'll hit the stop and there we go. Once I'm up, I'm up. So the first way to build a win in the morning, do not hit that snooze button. All right, get up when you say you're going to get up. So important. Number two. Just a simple way. Make your bed. (laughs) All right. It only takes 30 seconds. Isn't it great being able to roll into bed at night to a bed that's actually nice and tidy? Rather than you having to put the sheets together and you know, uh, make the pillow nice and comfortable and get the get the quilt and everything. Just make your bed in the morning. You've already stacked two winds. You've, you've, you haven't hit the snooze button and you've made your bed. And then finally, just drink a bit of water, rehydrate, because we all need water first thing in the morning. So now you've stacked your day with three small wins. Are they going to be huge wins? No, absolutely not. But you're building the mindset. You're building your self-confidence. You've done three things already that require some element of discipline. You didn't hit the snooze button, you made your bed, you drink, you drink water. Okay. And then from there, what does that do? That builds self-reliance. What's self-reliance? Self-reliance is when you can actually rely on your word, that you know that when you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it. When you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it. And that is how you build self-confidence. So keep those promises you make to yourself. If you say you're going to go to the gym, Monday, Wednesday and Friday, well, then go to the gym Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You say that you're going to be in a calorie deficit Monday through Sunday, well, make sure you're in a calorie deficit Monday through Sunday. If you say that you're going to go up and you're going to talk to five strangers that you meet on a night out and just have a conversation with them, well, then do that. Or that you're going to ask X amount of guys or girls out on a date, well, then do that or that you're gonna approach your boss and ask for a promotion, do it, okay? So say you're gonna do something and you do it. That's number one. Number two, surround yourself with positive people. And this is really, really important when it comes to building self-confidence. So we only say like here in Mac Life's our fitness, but our food, that environment is so, so important. That if you want to, you want to make it as easy as possible to eat real helpful whole foods and increase the resistance and make it as difficult as possible to eat more processed food. So what we kind of recommend is when you do your weekly food shop, that you surround your kitchen with good, real helpful whole foods. That's just going to make it easy for you to, to consume those foods whenever you are feeling hungry. And then say you do want to have the biscuits. You do want to have the cake. You do want to have the chocolate. Increase the resistance as much as possible. A simple way is to just throw it at the back of the press so it's out of sight, out of mind. A more difficult and a better way is not to buy it in the first place and that if you ever do want it, have to you have to walk or drive to the shop to get it. Well, guess what? Just like environment is important with food, it's so, so important with people as well, who you actually surround yourself with. So surround yourself as much as possible with people who are in alignment with your goal, with your goals, what you want to accomplish. Because not everyone is going to get it. If you're listening to the show, you know, chances are you're, you're looking for for more. You want to strive to have some growth, to have fulfillment, to be able to look at yourself, to be proud of yourself, to push yourself hard. Did not have any regret. We don't just want to, you know, just be ju- just fit in. Why fit in when, we, when we're born to stand out? We want to be better, and being better so involves surrounding yourself with people who are in alignment with your goals. And this isn't always possible, especially if you know we have some negative, maybe family members. It can be who are just kind of drawing you down, and and they want you to stay at the old you but you want to create a new identity. And if you want to create a new identity, that involves new habits. And unfortunately, in life, when you develop new habits and you start to grow, some people find that hard to accept because they like the old you and they want you to stay as the old you. But if you want growth, and if you want to strive you know, to be a bit better, that does require new habits. And just get comfortable that some people may not accept that, but that's OK, because you have a strong reason for doing this. So surround yourself with people who are positive, who are in alignment with your goals. And a great example is um, shout out to <laughs> my my roommate in college for four years. And we also traveled the West Coast together, J.O. Jason Leonard from Finn. And the two of us were obviously were, we're into sports, were into the gym. And, you know, we're also, we're also into socializing too, but we would make it in our best interest to, to just hold each other accountable. And what's that mean? We go to the gym together. Oh, Geo, I'm not feeling it today. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Or vice versa. Okay. We would have done that for, for four years in college. Well, three years, three years in college, because my first year in college, I did not set foot in the gym at all. But having someone like that in your environment who understands you, who doesn't laugh at you when you want to train in the gym or you want to, you know, try to make the best possible choices. It just makes it much, much easier. All right, so surround yourself with positive people in alignment with your goal. And you'll very quickly understand that, you know, who's actually in your circle? Who, Who celebrates when you win? and who is kind of maybe jealous, all right? So that's number two. Step number three then, set standards for yourself and stand by them. So have standards and stand by them. So I just alluded to it in the intro, a standard that I've set for myself, just very simple. I'm no longer gonna hit the snooze button. I'm not gonna hit that snooze button. Because I'm telling myself that my dreams can wait, that my goals can wait, that me being comfortable and staying in bed for an extra few minutes is more important than me helping others, than me growing, improving. So that's just one standard. I've set myself a standard when it comes to my physique, that I have like a baseline body fat percentage that I will not go above. And for me, that's probably round about the 12 to 14 mark. Like, even if I'm doing a book, I will not go above that. And that's just my standard. I've set that standard for myself. I won't let myself go above a certain level so that if I, if I ever do feel it creeping up, I know that, okay, look, this is just a measure or an indication of the standards that I've set for myself. I want to bring it back down again. And this can come into so many areas of your life. Set standards for yourself at work. What are what are like the, what are the what's the minimum effective dose? What's the minimum amount of things that you need to get done today at work in order for you to leave your office, to leave your job, and feel proud of the, the shift and the effort that you put in. With your food. Again, set a standard. It might just be something as simple as. Every single day, every single day, I'm going to drink a minimum of two liters of water. That is my standard. And then anything above that is always a bonus. But I'm going to set myself a standard that is just two liters of water a day. Or it might be, I make sure that at least one meal, at least one meal contains vegetables. Or in the gym. While I'd love to train five times a week or I'd love to exercise five times a week. My weekly standard, my baseline is three times. I cannot let a week go by where I don't train or exercise at least three times, whether that's a run, hike, a cycle, gym workout, whatever it might be. Or with your steps. What's a baseline? What's a standard for you with your steps? Okay, is it the 10K? (laughs) If it is... Say you're going to do it and do it. Keep those promises you make to yourself. All right, so standards are important. So set set those standards and that baseline for yourself and stand by them and stand by them and make them achievable too. Like just going back to the set count, I want to the client and she's working an office job. Okay, she's working an office job. She commutes. I think she no, she walks to work, but it was it was within like a two or three minute walk. Everything was in. She was actually based in New York, so everything was in close proximity to her. And she was previously, and I'm not bad mouthing any coach at all out there. I'm just I'm just saying maybe a practice that I, I myself wouldn't be the biggest biggest fan of was. She was told she had to hit fourteen thousand steps in a single day, even though her average was as low as two and a half. Now, if it takes about 10 minutes to walk a thousand steps and you're at two and a half and now you got to increase that by almost 12,000. That's 120 extra minutes. That's two extra hours to your day on average that you're going to be spending, you know, trying to get your step count up. That's not achievable. And then you can feel like a failure, which goes back to point number one, where you don't keep the promises you make to yourself. So do we see the way this all kind of loops around? One feeds into the other. So set standards for yourself and stand by them. Make the standards, though, achievable. That's really important. Make them achievable. Something that you, you know you can do. And you know what? Then it's just a case of doing it consistently. Imagine if you were to drink two liters of water every single day, have veggies at least at one meal, work out at least three times a week and walk 10K steps. How many workouts? That's over 150 workouts in a week or in a year. You know, that's what 30K steps a month, 360,000 steps in a year. That's a lot of water. You know, at least you're, you're hydrating yourself. At least you're getting some real foods in. So then it's just a case of consistency. All right, so that is point number three. It's just a recap so far. Keep the promises you make to yourself. Surround yourself with positive people. Set standards for yourself and stand by them. And number four, what I mean, it's, it's the purpose of this podcast. It's exercise, it's nutrition. And I mean, what a powerful way to, to, to build and develop self-confidence. Exercising and proper nutrition. And the ironic thing is with nutrition, 90% of your serotonin, your feel-good hormone is produced in the gut. So if you tell me that you're eating, you know, a lot of processed foods that don't make you feel good, it's very, very hard to feel confident and to perform at your best when you don't feel good within. So food, again, this all ties in. The more, the better that you eat, the more energy that you're going to have, the more better able you're going to be to perform at work, in the gym, in your relationship in life. And of course, exercise too. And I'll, I'll just use myself as my own best example. Because when I was back in first year in college, I wasn't confident in myself. I mean, I would not wear a long-sleeve or a short-sleeve T-shirt for the life of me. Or when I did, I just felt super insecure. And I masked all those insecurities by drinking that alcohol. Because then you can kind of just, you know, forget about your problems. And you'll worry about it tomorrow. And you come become a bit of a hero and, you know, as as... You consume more, you feel better in yourself, you feel more assured. But essentially what you're doing is you're giving into short-term gratification. That you know you're doing something in the short term that's gonna make you feel good. But long term, it's gonna it's gonna give you some regret. So is this decision I'm about to make helping or hindering my progress? Always ask yourself that question. But training more and eating better because they both correlate. I mean, what a fantastic way to build self-confidence because the old adage, I don't care what anyone says, it is 100% true. When you look good, you feel good. When you feel good, you perform good. And this, again, it ties into so many areas of your life because if you're building wins, if you're looking better, you're going to feel more confident in yourself. And guess what? When you then play sport and you have a one-on-one, you're going to feel more assured in your ability that you can win that battle. In your job, you feel, again, confident in yourself. You're going to feel more confident in your clothes. You're going to naturally find yourself walking, standing tall with your shoulders back. You're going to be having more conversations at work. You're going to be more sociable. When you do go for your promotion, you're going to back yourself more. Again, confidence in your body. If you're going on on a date or in your relationship and you feel confident in yourself, confident in your clothes, comfortable in your own physique, that's going to feed off positively to the other person. Okay, so again, it's just build it. This really does build you from the inside out. Training more, eating properly. And that is why I almost get offended when people say it's just sets and reps. It's literally changed my life. It's changed my career. Exercising and training more. Because if I didn't, you know, make the decision, that's for my first year in college, that look. They say pain is a great teacher, And I was just, the pain of me looking at myself and not liking the way I looked, but more importantly, just not feeling confident in myself. I kind of reached rock bottom and that's when I made a decision to change. And the change I made was I'd invest more time in myself. Invest more time in myself. Try to be healthier, try to eat better, try to learn more. Try to be a bit more positive. And in doing this, you know, I went from even just being not confident um, on school placement when we were on teaching practice to being much more confident um, staring at a class full of 30 people. It gave me the confidence, you know, to leave a permanent, secure job and and to be self-employed. Which, you know, every day brings so many different challenges. But at least just the confidence that you get from the gym, from seeing yourself become physically stronger, it builds you from the inside out. And it's the mental benefits more so than the physical benefits. This literally builds you from the inside out. So exercising more, eating better food consistently, that is a surefire. That's a sure way to build your confidence. That is a sure way to build your confidence. And then also, what else does it do? It builds momentum. And when you build momentum, do not underestimate the power of momentum because that is a compounding effect then. And you'll want to stack more wins. Going back to our first point, when you stack these wins then, again, that builds the confidence. So do we see again, I know I'm repeating myself, but do we see how all of these are all correlated and connected? Okay. And then the fifth and final way to build self-confidence Is helping others, helping others. And so when I used to be a primary school teacher in school, you know, when you were doing, we'll say a difficult maths problem. And of course, there's always going to be the high flyers, the achievers who get it straight away. And then you have the the majority of the class that you teach to. And then there's always going to be outliers, people who are high performers and people who need a bit more assistance. But you teach to the big to, to the big group and then you make sure that the, the more the high performers, that they feel challenged enough. And then there's people that need a bit more assistance that you, you can provide them with more one-to-one support. But it's so, so fantastic just seeing anybody. Just when they, <laughs> going back to being a teacher, it's so, so rewarding. Um, you'd have your parent-teacher meetings in November, and the parents would come in, and you'd have a chat, and they, the parents would be mimicking the words. They'd literally be saying word for word the process that you teach to their child, and how to do a certain sum. And just when they kind of feed that back to you, and when they say that, you know, they, they feel much better now in school, they feel much better, um, happier in school, and and. They feel more confident in their Gwagin, their Irish, or their maths, whatever it might be. It's really, really rewarding. And, you know, that's a human being that you're helping. And it doesn't take much at all to help someone out. It really doesn't. Like, just be a nice person, be a good person. It's not that difficult at all. But helping others out, and then, you know, as a coach, it's it's so rewarding. Genuinely, one of, <laughs> if I keep talking, I'll have tears in my eyes, but it's one of the most rewarding things. Like just seeing someone or hearing someone being able to have the confidence to change their career to quit a job that they don't really feel fulfilled in. Or in their relationship. Having previously had self-doubt over, you know, whether or not they'd be able to have kids with their partner because fear, of, you know, health conditions to 12, 24 weeks later saying they're really assured about the future. Like, wow, like this is much more than sets and reps. So helping others, is just, it's, wow! it's, it's just so, so rewarding and such a fantastic way to build self-confidence. It really, really is. And, you know, even... Going back to a lot of the clients that I work with, I have a particular client who we had a conversation, it was just after the off-season last year. So the GAA off-season, usually for most clubs, it finishes around September, October. And we were having this conversation, and at the time, he's only young, he's mid-20s, and he was kind of thinking, didn't have the most successful or enjoyable year football. And he was kind of saying, I don't know what I go back next year. I, I don't know what I go back next year. Just, you know, I don't feel that I'm getting enough game time. I'm not really enjoying it as much. And I'm kind of asking myself, you know, what's the point? And we did a good off season together. We did a great 12 weeks, did another good kind of 12 weeks in season. And just hearing them now, having a chat with them going through his wins and him saying that he's back playing ball and he's really enjoying it. He's starting again, starting for his first team and he's happy with his performance and he looks forward to training and he's doing something that six months ago, he never would have envisioned. Like you can't buy that. But it just, it makes you feel so, so assured in yourself when you can help others. So the fifth and final way, maybe the most powerful way to build self-confidence is to help other people out and just be a good person above all else. You know, don't be mean, don't be negative. Try not to badmouth, as difficult and all as it might be. Try not to complain. And a great book on this for anyone, Brian Kane said it, Brian Kane Fitness, um, someone who I really, really do admire. And someone I've, I've just taken a lot from. And he said, <laughs> I 100% agree. This should be in all school curriculums. How to win friends and influence people. How to win friends and influence people. Read that book. And what's rule number one? Don't criticize, condemn, or complain. No one wants to hear about your problems. Don't criticize others. Don't laugh at others. Try not to complain all the time. And I know it's difficult. I know it can be difficult. Just try to be positive. Everyone's going through the challenges, but at the end of the day, we're here for each other. Okay, so that is the fifth and final way to build self-confidence. So just recapping again, finally, before we go, key promises you make to yourself. Making your bed in the morning, not hitting the snooze button, drinking water. You know, I made a promise to myself after a, after failing a 75 hour that I'd never binge eat again. Number two, surround yourself with positive people. Just like with the food, the power of your environment and who you interact with on a daily basis. And this can also be, to listening to podcasts. If you are feeling a bit lonely, it can also just be, it doesn't have to be one-to-one. It can be just listen to good, helpful podcasts. Hopefully, you like the Lifestyle Lifestyle Show, but just other shows as well. Number three, set signs for yourself and stand by them. Maybe it might be a step count. It might be a minimum amount of water, amount of veggies, a baseline body fat percentage, a set number of workouts you got to do each week. Number four, training and nutrition. It builds you from the inside out. Is this giving me short-term gratification and long-term regression? Is this helping or hindering my progress? So train yourself, train the body, and then eat well. Fourth way to build confidence. And the fifth way, helping other people out. Because so that is all for today's show. Thank you so much to everyone for listening. I really, really do appreciate all my listeners. And if you did find or get value from this from this show, please pay the fee. And what's the fee? It's very, very small. The fee is either just have a chat with someone, someone at work. Tell them why you're commuting to work, or why you're on the, why you're out for a walk, or why you're meal prepping, or why you're on the treadmill. Listen to the Lifestyle lifter Show. Or one better, if you tag me on your IG stories and I'll reshare it. My Instagram is at Mac Lifestyle Fitness. That's MC Lifestyle Fitness. Okay. And finally, guys, if you're interested in how to create the perfect meal to get leaner or to build muscle, if you go to the show notes, you click to the show notes. I have a free download there. Free for all. And again, it's just simple now. I'm not going to overwhelm you. It's just a simple four or five step process. So check that out. That, That free giveaway is in the show notes. And again, thank you so much to everyone for listening. I hope you have a great and fantastic day. I'm looking forward to next week's show when we'll have on another guest topic or a guest guest episode.